1600 KIVA, 93.7 FM, the web, the app, rockoftalk.com. I'm Eddie Aragon. Glad to be here with you for Albuquerque Real Estate Talk with Chigo and Tracy Venturi, the Venturi Real Estate Group from Keller Williams Realty. You can pick up the phone, dial them directly. They're the real estate experts, 448-8888. That's 448-8888 or welcomehomeabq.com. That's welcomehomeabq.com. <laughs> Love having Tigo and Tracy. have been on the station for years and have been doing well for years and can keep you doing well because this is an unbelievable time here in this market. These two are having a lot of fun. Look at them. Look at them, folks. Just having a great time out there. And they, they I keep trying to adjust the mic in front of her and she keeps pushing it back down. I'm like, no, you, you Eddie, keep, like, Eddie, covering me up. come on, Eddie, tell her she needs to be close <laughs> to the microphone. This is radio. Well, I'll tell you, you guys have great voices, great radio, so familiar uh, to all of us. And you know, it, we're here now, you know, it almost feels like we've been through a cycle or two. And one of the great things about this show is we have so much market data, which kind of guides us through all this. And we have a history of this information, which allows yeah. us to kind of see through. Uh, you've been really on a very optimistic streak uh, as of late because you're really focused on what's happening in the in the housing market. And that's hard to do because it's easy to be distracted by COVID or whatever political thing that's on out there, uh, uh, Tigo, and what you've done is you've narrowed it down to, okay, here's, let's just focus on our house where we're at all the time and yeah. look at the line, the man and the fundamentals in the market. So within the real estate market, I don't know that there's ever been a better time. We'll talk a little bit about that and the July market data folks. And you want to be prepped to go ahead and do it. Free money for homeowners. That's out there. A little bit of relief, but land sales are booming. And I just talked to a guy yesterday. I'll talk with you guys offline before but he's got 650 plus lots. Uh, we have yet to see anything like that. And given how tight the demand is, that's amazing. We'll talk about appraisals and homes of the week as always from uh, Tracy. Tigo and Tracy, take it away. Thanks, Thanks, Eddie. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's great to be here. You know, it, we've been doing the show, Tracy. Now I, I went back and started cataloging all the shows we've done. I think this is like show 330 or something like that. It's been about what? Seven years. Yeah. It's been about seven years. So it's, it's pretty good, and and I've talked to some folks uh, uh, the other day, and they said, yeah, I catch you every Saturday, and you always have great information, and and you know he asked me, he's in the real estate business too. He said, what do you what do you do you like doing? It? I said, yeah, it keeps me smart, it keeps me investigating, it keeps me having stuff that I can bring to people of value every week, and and of course, Tracy, you know, you're in the trenches every week, day after day after day on the the real estate business and and helping our our team helping our buyers, helping our sellers, you know, get through this kind of crazy complex thing called a real real estate transaction. And you add the extra complexity that has been added to all of us and everything we do in the last three months. And uh, honestly, it hasn't been that difficult. Yeah, right? I, I mean, think that's true. I think that's we, fair. We were well equipped for a lot of things being done virtually. We've got you know, the ability to show homes and the title companies have adjusted, you know, luckily the weather has cooperated and I don't know what happens when it's cold out, but you know, title companies are still with tables out on their patios or in their parking lot and doing signing docks outside and it works fine. Um, You know, a lot of times us realtors are being asked not to attend inspections or closings or things, but we still get the reports and we still can look at closing docs ahead of time and make sure everything's good. Honestly, the title companies are the expert when it comes to explaining what people are signing. So 
it's lots of documents and showing houses. You know, we, we work with each individual client to make sure they're comfortable and that the sellers were following what the sellers dictating and, and following all the, the rules and regs. So it's, for us, it's been great. And what we know is the market has never been hotter. Right? Oh, thank you for leading into that. No. So, so, okay, let, let's, let's go to that Tracy, because I think that's, I mean, that's, it, it's shockingly busy. Can I say that? Is you that, can say that. It's whether, fair to say. You know. So if we look back, I'm going to pull this up, Tracy, in, on, on my computer here so we can see it. But the July closed sales for the metro Albuquerque area hit a record high for a, a single month, July of 2020. And, you know, which is the, the thing that's interesting about that. You think about where we were in March and we were all just going, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Mostly April because yeah. Last two weeks of March, we didn't really know that, what was about to hit us, right? That that's true. Yeah, we, we thought, thought it was going to be two weeks. Yeah, it's going to be a couple of weeks, and we'll be through this. And yeah, da, da, yeah. Well, you're right. It hit it hit in April, and and the thing what happened is we saw a huge decline, uh, in I don't say huge, but it was it was a pretty substantial uh, dip in sales for the month of April. It um, was substantial, which, which calculated into you know less closings in May. Um, but then June and July, just off the hooks, right? Yep. I mean, just yep. very busy. And part of that was the pent up demand, needless to say. I mean, there were people, but I think it's more than that. I think there's, there's definitely a, a re, uh, help me with the language here, re-understanding of, of home, homes and home ownership. Well, the, the studies that are coming out now, Tico, are mostly saying, you know, People are spending more time in their homes and how they yeah. use their homes and what they need from their homes. They're really wanting that extra space because they realize now that they might be working from home a lot more for maybe the rest of their career. Right. Um, their kids might be going to school from home for a while. And we have seen that. We've seen people buying to accommodate kind of a changing how they live and how they work and how kids kids go to school. And, you know, what's interesting. So our daughter um, is in college, right? Yep. So she's been taking classes online since they closed down the university. I think it was the end of March. Yeah, it was so the same time as everything. Yeah. And she's loving online classes. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I never need to go back. Even though some of her classes are now giving the option to be in person or online. She's, you know, rolling out of bed and sitting with her laptop and going to class and you know, it, it works for her. I don't think it works for everybody, for sure. We know our son probably wouldn't have made it if it was all online. But in any know. event, he, people are changing. He spends his life in front of a computer doing programming. So, <laughs> right. But yeah. But yeah. just that yeah. we're seeing people calling us saying, we need a different living situation. We Or we've been renting. We need to make our house a home now. We need to make it our space and our paint colors and you know, our backyard is now more important and things like that. So let me let me introduce a new word to the real estate world. I heard this for the first time this week, and now I've heard it a few times in all the different real estate blogs and stuff that I follow. Co-primary residence is a new term that's out there. So and, you told me about this over coffee the other yeah. morning, right? Co-primary residence. And I was like, you mean second home? And you said, well, no. Kind of, but not really. 
But when we traditionally, when, when you think of second home, you think of a vacation home. It's like where you go when you're off of work, right? It's where you go for the weekend or it's, it's where you go. house in Durango that you go to once in a while. Or right. Well, you Red think River, about, yeah, or you think about, Fire. you know, in, in the Midwest, right, where we grew up, Tracy, everybody would go up north to their cabin, right? That was right, their the lake cabin. The cabin, right? Where, but in, in here, or, you know, it's go up to their place in the Pecos or in the Jemez or whatever. It's a second, uh, kind of like a vacation home. Well, now there's this phenomenon called co-primary residence. And, and what, what we're seeing, and we're seeing this uh, a lot of different data coming out on this now around the country, where people that live in these expensive, crowded cities that, you know, are making, you know, a, go- a good income, and they realize now that they can, you know, work from home or do work from home a lot of the time, realizing they can live and work anywhere. And and what's happening is they're not selling their house in Los Angeles or in, San Francisco, in San Francisco or, or Silicon Valley or, or wherever it is. Right. They're they're keeping at home and buying a second primary residence. And that's why they're calling it the co-primary residence phenomenon. And I, I can't point to any specific uh, examples of, of Albuquerque, though, but I know talking to other people in the realtor community here in Albuquerque, even our own experience here on our team, Tracy, we are seeing people from other markets coming into Albuquerque um, purchasing homes. And, yeah. you know, if they're coming from one of those markets like San Francisco, L.A., Seattle, Silicon Valley, um, you know, some of those, those higher price markets, you know, Albuquerque is a bargain. It it really is. And honestly, we have seen some of those. We've seen people, um, I can think of a couple from San Francisco and and a couple from L.A. that have been looking for their other primary residence here, specifically because they now can work from anywhere. And it's not just going to be get away for the weekend or take a week or two there. Yeah, It's going to be staying long term because they can and they get to choose, but not giving up the primary. I suspect at some point, some of those other primary where they've always lived might go away. I know um, one of the couples that we worked with from San Francisco, mm-hmm. you know, they have no intention of selling the property there. However, you know, it, it did kind of slip out here and there. Well, once we get established and a couple of years down the road, this is where we really want to be. Well, it's it's kind of a trial thing, right? Maybe, yeah. and, and then you're going to see if it's going to work because nobody knows. This is still new. So many things are new right now, and so it's it's testing, experimenting, seeing what's what's working. So, so Tigo, yeah. back to stats. Yes, so we had the highest number of homes <clears throat> sold in July. It's all time record. All time record, even in, in, in the Albert. middle of a virus. Yep, and know. a number of pending sales as well, which tells us what's going to happen a month. <clears throat> excuse me, a, a month, month to a so. month, month and a half from now. Pending sales, same thing, up 5% versus last July. Um, and so we're just seeing big moves in, well, that's 5% over, over, excuse me, it's actually 21%. So July this year versus July last year, pending sales, these are homes that receive and go under contract, 21% increase. It's huge. Big and, move. And what we know is there's a lot of buyers waiting. And so if um, if if there were more homes for sale, that number would be even greater, right? There's when we talk to different lenders that we know and work with, yeah, they're saying there's there's all these clients who are in that pre-qualified state that can't find a home. Man, it's almost like we planned this show, Tracy, because you keep like setting me up oh. for these these perfect yeah, perfect uh, pieces of data. I got to go to my Twitter feed because that's where I posted it. But there was. Um, stats uh, every week, the mortgage, um, 
mortgage MBA Mortgage Bankers Association. They do a tracking of of how many mortgage applications received are started. Right. And the really cool thing about that piece of data, it it kind of foretells the future. It tells us how many people, what the buyer demand is, how many people are actually out there applying for loans. And so uh, last week, that stat was at an all-time high. Hmm. These are buyer buyer purchase applications. This week, it pulled back slightly, but it's still up 21% over last year mortgage applications. What tells us is that the pipeline is still strong. The de- demand is still there for buyers, uh, at least at the moment. We're going to see a seasonal slowdown. We're, we're just going to. Um, what's happened though is usually the seasonal slowdown has already started uh, nationally by now. by now, but everything got pushed back, right. so we haven't seen it quite as much. So interesting, which means if you're thinking of selling, you know, some people I heard someone say the other day, well, they called and they were like, ah, oh, we might have missed the summer selling season. We're like, uh, no, if you're thinking it's oh for sellers, time to oh sell, yeah, 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 we need to. Get your house ready and, and get it marketed, and we can definitely help with that. So Albuquerque Real Estate Talk, Tracy and Tigo Venturi with Keller Williams Realty. Uh, you know, give us Phone a number. call. Yeah, oh, it's on the sign here if you're watching the video. 448-8888. It's an easy one, 448-8888, and we'll see how we can help you and get you connected. Um, so, Tigo, I know it's the beginning of we're into August yeah. now. I suspect that you've got some July stats for us in addition to closed and pending. Well, yeah, we do. I mean, well, let's just let's talk about prices real quick. I know there's a lot of concern about the foreclosure pipeline yeah. and, and what could happen. All these people in forbearance. That are let me that just may say, be in that well that may or or are in some sort of forbearance program, meaning they've got to work out with their their lender. They're not making payments right now, and uh, the, it was originally 90 days. A lot of people have extended it now to 180 days, which could go up to a, a full year. Yeah, so there's a lot of different workout stuff that that's going on between lenders and borrowers, which didn't happen. I just want, this is one of those data points that we look at when we, when people try to compare this to 2007-8, this didn't happen. The the, the banks weren't trying to like right. help people stay in their home. They're just foreclosing. Right. Right. This is very different. Very different. The other big thing that's different between now and then is the amount of equity people have in their homes now versus back then. And so even if we get to a point uh, well, let me let me just tell you something. Something's going to happen in September, October is a lot of these forbearance deals that people have worked out. Those are going to start getting due. And so we'll know in October how many people are going to just stop paying or they're going to come back and, and, and you know, get not, I don't say caught up, but they're going to just. Start, start paying start, again start or paying they're again. going to request a longer forbearance or something. Correct. Another workout. Another workout. So so be interesting. The the interesting thing is in the last let me give you let me give you the stat here on on pricing Tracy in the last year we have seen a increase of let me let me let me do the rolling twelve months here if we look at Albuquerque um, prices have gone up substantially especially in the median and average when you look at those two data points right because there's just a lot less 
lower priced homes available. But even if you look at price per square foot, which is a, a better indicator of just kind of overall price appreciation, we're up 7.3% over last year on a rolling 12 months through July. So, so again, let's backtrack and talk about this whole situation where somebody can't make their payments anymore. They got to let their home go. They can't, they can't, you know, fulfill the forbearance workout. They're going to have to let the home go. It doesn't mean it's going to foreclosure. It just means that it's going to come into the market. And at this moment, we need homes in the market and they'll be able to sell it. They should be able to, you know, move on, you know, closing, you know, costs generally, it's about 8% to sell your home, right? Right. So, you know, as long as you have at least 8, 10%, uh, equity in your home, you're going to be able to move on, do fine, and not have to deal with the foreclosure mess. Totally. Okay. So I have a home, speaking of. Let's talk about a home. We have a home that's available Saturday afternoon for first showings. Ooh. And it's $189.9. It's Ooh. a three-bedroom, two-bath, one-car garage. Just do, I'm going to do color here as you do this. Wow. Yeah, we no, need, like, kidding. fans clapping in the background, <laughs> like the baseball game I yeah, watched the yeah. other day. It was so yeah. awkward. Um, anyway, uh, so on Moon Street, just south of Manal, three okay. bedroom, two bath, one car garage. Right in the one, center of the Heights. Yep. 189.9. Uh-huh. And it is a great property. The uh, homeowner has done everything right. They've replaced things. They've painted. They've put in a brand new alarm system. The backyard has a, a shed that they built that's just fabulous you know great area nice little living area out in the backyard um you know some new appliances just lots of little things that are nice touches in this home so first showings will be this saturday afternoon so if you're interested in that 189.9 give us a ring so we can get you in right away um and uh make a plan for that the uh other homes yeah um I think the one I was going to talk about sold. That so, would not be a surprise. Yeah. yeah so unfortunately, that one's not happening. There's a lot of that going on. There's the one coming at 1792 Jeffrey Road in Rio Rancho. That one's going to be 150. Okay. And I think that'll be on the market real soon. So call us. It might be even on Saturday. So. Okay. Anyway, um, we could use more if you're thinking of selling. <laughs> call us. Call us. Eight 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 eight, and we'd be happy to help you. Or you know, we had a, a interesting um, conversation with a potential seller down the road this week, and they were saying, you know, two to five years from now, we're going to be ready to sell. We are going to do some updates. Let's talk about what what's going to make sense for our house. Sure. And it was a great conversation because Rosalind was able to give them some good market stats and say, you know. You're, if you're going to be there for another five years, part of your upgrades are what, what are you going to enjoy for sure. the next two to five years, not just what value is it going to bring to the house. But it was also sending them some market data on what things are selling for right now so that they could say, okay, if I do this right now, what would my house be worth today? Because I can't foretell two years or five years down the road for them. But I can say, you know, if you update your house, here's comparables for your neighborhood of homes that were updated, similar size, similar condition, to get a feel for what it might be worth today if you upgrade it. And and just have the conversation because they didn't want to over improve their house for the future and they really want to update it. So it was 
it was great because we love to be in the middle of those conversations, helping people make good decisions. But in the end, part of it is enjoyment too, not uh, just. How many times have we 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 talked to folks that have fixed up their home, getting it ready for sale, and going, "Gosh, why didn't we do this two, three, four, five All years the ago?" Time. Yeah, I mean, it's like, well, wait, hold, yeah, you fix it up to sell, which is great because you are going to maximize your your dollars that you get out of your home when you do that. And there's sure. smart things to do, and there's not so smart things to do as well. So, right. you know, c- call us if you're thinking about doing those upgrades and, uh, you know, it, just remember some stuff. Yes. You're not going to get the money out of it, but if you enjoy it, th- that's what you're paying for. Just like a swimming pool. Swimming pool is a classic example, right? Because you're never going to get your money out of it, but enjoy it. Yeah. 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 So we, we do see that where people, um, put in new granite counters or whatever to sell the house. And they're like, gosh, I should have done this a long time ago. So if you're thinking like that, yeah, get it done. Enjoy it. Tracy, I want to just uh, hit on appraisals real quick. And uh, I want to ask you, how do appraisals work? (laughs) Why why do we have appraisals? What are appraisals all about? I, I think anybody that's ever bought a house obviously knows there's an appraisal and it's this whole process where, you know, somebody comes out and looks at the home and gives it a value. What 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 is that all about? So the first thing to say about that is typically an appraisal is to justify the sales price to the lender, right? But they're not trying to pick a number out of the sky, right? They they get a copy of the purchase agreement. They know what the buyer's willing to pay for the home, and they really are just trying to justify that number. The the buyer's willing to pay it, the seller's willing to sell. That's really what a home is worth. The appraiser comes in typically on behalf of a lender to, yeah. ju- to justify that agreement. So let me say, to, you say justify, it's more like the they're saying, okay, lender, this home is worth this much based on all this particular data that we found, and it's a safe loan to make. Is that? Yeah, basically that's what I would same. say. You're saying justify, but I'm just Yeah, it's a safe loan, it's... Yeah, you know, but, not out of line with the market, that type of thing. So what do they look at? What is the appraiser looking at to come up with the value? So it's interesting because one of our uh, sellers had an appraiser at his house this past Monday, and he called me afterwards and said, I loved that appraiser, Tom Schroeder. Oh, Tom. Yeah. And said it was great because he said he's not there to, like, bust apart deals. They're just there to to look at what's what's the agreement and let the lender know here's the details on the house it's in good condition you know they want they don't want to lend on something that's going to be a problem for them right yeah um but that basically they can look at you know it's they're looking backwards at what has sold that's right. somewhat similar they might might make adjustments to it because maybe there's one extra garage or one less garage or an extra bedroom or the yard's nicer the roof's newer, whatever, you know, they can adjust them, but they're, they're just looking at the value and the neighborhood and the, the home's condition to determine what buyers and sellers have agreed upon to be the price for the home. Um, and it, you know, we typically, you know, when we're in a market like this where prices are going up, a lot of times we go, well, we might have problems because there's no data out there that this house is going to sell for as much as a buyer and seller will want. But they can adjust for that. They can say at some point, some houses are the nicest one on the block, right? And they do appraise for higher than anything that anybody's bought before. We're in a market here in Albuquerque right now, Tracy, where homes are actually selling for higher than the listing price. Right. Uh, Very common, actually, nowadays, where 
where it goes on the market. Suddenly we find out there's 10, 20 buyers that want the same house and you get into this bidding war. I, I don't like that term. I don't think anybody likes that term, especially a buyer that's in one. Uh, however, you know, all of a sudden the home is under contract for 10,000 more. Um, can, will the appraiser take a, take the fact that there was that much demand for the property into the value? So obviously I'm not an appraiser, but I have seen things appraised for contract price well above what very diplomatic, what the, very political answer. I like that. I what like the that. offering price was. <laughs> yeah. And we are seeing buyers say, I will buy the house not contingent on appraised values. So even if it only appraises for 10000 less than I'm willing to pay, I'll bring that extra 10000 to closing to make sure I can still buy the house. Yeah. But yes, we are seeing some appraisals come in and when it, it's that, above list. And they are looking at how many other offers were there, how how in yep. demand was this property? Yeah, they, they you know, the, the appraiser guidelines are very strict, you know, between uh, basically the FHA guidelines, I think, is, you know, HUD guidelines around um, what the appraiser. And so they have to stay within those guidelines and they can't just, you know, arbitrarily say, yeah, I think it's this much. They actually have to have the data of sold properties to back up what they're doing. So right, right. Um, it, it's it's just one of the pieces that we deal with in this whole kind of complex, messy stew of a real estate transaction, right? Totally. Um, I want to so, talk about this, Tracy, because this, uh, I to had me, a topic, but no, this is, this is more important. I'm sure it has to do with some stats. It's well, it kind of is. Go ahead. It's about free money. Oh, free money. That's a good topic. I think free money is a good topic. I think free money is a really good topic. So, <laughs> One of the reports that I get monthly is a company called Black Knight uh, Financial Techno Technology. They do um, market uh, analysis of the mortgage markets in particular. And so they look at all the different things, number of people in forbearance, foreclosures, so all the data that I get around that stuff. That's where a lot of it comes from. But one of the things that we're looking at is these historic low interest rates. Oh, by the way, oh my gosh, interest rates hit a Chico. historic low again this week. I know. I had a client call me. Um, you know, I don't work with a lot of buyers and sellers, but I have been lately. Yep. And they called me and said, well, my lender just told me that he's never in his 30 year lending career locked a, alone. This lender happens to be the most. The number one lender in New Mexico. New Mexico. He's probably done more loans than anybody in, in New Mexico. Never locked a 30 year normal conventional loan at 2.5 before. And this was a 510,000. Just just below the jumbo j limit. Yep. Max you can get for a jumbo yep. at two and a half percent for thirty years. That's just crazy how low that in that monthly payment is going to be at that rate. So anyway, go ahead. Well, one thing, one story I saw last week just on that note that was talking about uh, one of one of the economists who was talking about um, if you know what it would take to get to two two percent interest rates, and it, the kind of the sub headline was. We don't want that because to get to 2% interest rates, <clears throat> there's a lot of bad things happening in the economy. So right. uh, anyway, um, so 30-year interest rates fell below 3% in mid-July, right? We know that. Um, they, the Black Knight, who did this study, they are saying that there's about, um, what did it say, record 18 million, 18 million homeowners uh with the opportunity to refinance 
and refinance and take money out of their house and take money out of the house or reduce their payment. What they looked at was the payment. They said based on the all these candidates that they think have the opportunity to reduce their payments. They're saying the average saving on those candidates is two hundred and eighty nine dollars per month with an aggregate monthly savings of over four point five billion if all candidates to were refinanced. That's monthly. That's a lot of free money right there. So literally it is free money. It's basically reducing your monthly payment. Instead of paying that money into your mortgage payment, of course that money's going somewhere, but it's coming out and it's going directly into your pocket and basically back to the consumers and and homeowners. So if you haven't refinanced in the last, you know, three months, (laughs) you should be looking at it. I mean it just it, it Yep. You just you just got to do it. And, and if you just Google refinance calculator, you'll find where you can compare your but, current but to, to the future. Yeah. Don't apply to that online site, right? Get oh, a gosh, local no. oh, lender yeah, get a local. to refinance with. Your rates will be better and the cost to do it will be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Tigo, I got to get to this before okay. we finish. So, um, you know, every week we're going to be showcasing new home builders. Jarrett, uh, Saavedra on our team is a new home expert along yep. with a few others. And Jarrett's lined up guests for us for the next few weeks to talk about the homes in their neighborhoods. So if you're interested in the new home market, buying something that's brand new construction, never lived in by anybody else, give us a call and we'll connect you with Jarrett. Um, but this past week, our team, all the salespeople went down to Las Lunas and we visited with Civage Homes. Uh, Gloria there was an amazing host and showed us their homes. The uh, land, they've got a little, uh, they call it a tot park. I didn't know what that was at first. It's for younger kids. A tot so, park. Tots, little tots. Two so new terms today. Yeah, it's um, it's specifically for the youngest kids to play. So the play equipment and the size of the park is fairly small, but the play equipment is designed for young children. Um, but they have beautiful homes starting at 190 in uh, Las Lunas, but very close to the freeway. You get off and you go north past the high school. Yep. And um, so great, great building. And the, the features they're putting in are really nice, very high quality. So if you're thinking of Las Lunas, you know, it took from northwest Albuquerque. It didn't take me very long to get there. Yeah. You know, the freeway is three lanes most of the way, right, to Las Lunas exit. Anyway, beautiful homes. Yeah, once you get past... Once you get past Pestis this letter, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in any event, great homes there, and there's other new home builders in the same area. Uh, so we'll be sh- uh, showcasing those uh, every week for a while, just to you know different parts of town where you can buy new homes. But give us a call four four eight 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 if you're interested in a newly built home or to have a newly built home built for you. We can definitely help you with that. You did it again. There's another segue I just wanted to go to land sales, Tracy. We've seen a surge in, we've seen surges in a lot of different sales uh, in real estate in, in Albuquerque recently. But, but one of the things is is vacant land. There's been a jump in the, the number of vacant lands being vacant lands, vacant, lands. vacant lots uh, selling. And so it's it's an interesting. It, it it makes you go okay. A lot of people thinking about building now. They can't find yep. what they're looking for because inventory is so short. So now they're saying, well, I'm just going to get a piece of land and I'm going to build. 
So let's talk about a few of those while we have time before Eddie comes in and says the, and the clock the is over. Yeah. So I was looking at, you know, where do you find a lot to build your own home? And some of them are northwest, right? We've got the area, the petroglyphs. You can find a lot there, you know, pretty much ready to build on um, in the 80 to 100 range or more. If you get so, so petroglyphs is up on the west. Like above, at the very west end of Montano. Up above on the the West Bluff, basically. West up above. Bluff. Yeah, up up Paradise or up Up, up just Paseo. south of Paseo yeah. once you get past okay. like Golf Course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all got paved streets and yep. everything. Lots of lots there. A uh, lot of new homes going up there in the kind of three hundred fifty dollars to $700,000 yep. range. But no big production builder, right? No. But obviously La Quintista is there where D.R. Horton, Abrazo, and others are building also. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if you want to just buy your own lot and hire a builder, there's lots there. Um, the other area, like one just sold in the Knolls of Paradise Hills, which is by Target on Coors, yep. just north of Paseo, uh, 80000 for a buildable lot there. And then we have people buying, you know, lots that they're just buying for future speculation to have and to hold, which we haven't seen for a long time. People buying land just to have. You know, back in like 2004 or 5, Trace, there was a boom in those Rio Rancho lots started selling. And Mm -hmm. and there was a time where you couldn't buy a Rio Rancho lot for under $6,000. Well, now you can buy a Rio Rancho lot. You know, some of those ones that are way out there by the, the Rio Porco for $500. You know, mm-hmm. because they're 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 kind of unusable at this point, and yep. who knows when they ever will be. But you know, Rio Rancho. When you say a Rio Rancho lot, it could be, you know, the people that don't know. There's eighty thousand, or maybe there's even seventy nine thousand something. You know, lots out there. Um, you know, that are mostly half acres that were you know sold over the years, and you know, some of them can be really good, close in, ready to use, near utilities. Some of them are just you know, in the sandbox way out there somewhere and, and not very usable. So it, yeah. it can be, it can be this great variety. I mean, I heard about a lot near Cabazon half acre with utilities for 47,000. And I mean, it's That's ready, ready to go. Of, yeah. Unheard of. So the other areas of town and what, yep. what they might go for North Albuquerque acres, you know, if you can get a lot in the low 200,000 in North Albuquerque acres, that's a pretty good deal. Uh, a lot of the ones that are any mm-hmm. cheaper than that are going to have some serious flood impact that you have to work around and hire an engineer yeah. that's going to add another 10,000 or more to the build cost, right? Um, and and really, quite a few have sold in North Albuquerque acres. Speak, speak to that. If you're picking out a lot, you should always get with your builder, right? Right. Before you pick the lot. Don't ever buy the lot. If you're planning to build on it without getting your builder out there to look at it, because the hidden costs on a cheap lot can be great, right? The gas, the electric, the flood zone, the soil. We know that a lot of areas of town, the soil can be an extra 30,000. There's usually a reason it's a cheap lot. Yeah, usually there is. But the other thing is we can help connect you to builders. We know a lot of custom builders that can, um, you know, you can interview and find out if there's synergy. They'll take you and show you some of the homes they have constructed, whether they're in the construction phase or they're already occupied. A lot of their clients will let them come and show the houses. 
you know, and, and showcase what they do. So always having that builder figured out. And then we can also talk well, about lending. It, yeah, exactly. Okay, not every lender it. does construction loans. Actually, very few do construction loans. And you can figure out buying the land as a part of the build package and how we can help structure that. Yeah, I think a lot of people think, well, they got to go out and buy the land and they just got to pay cash for it or maybe do a real estate contract or something. But but no, they don't. They can, you know, get their builder, get their lender and then go pick the lot. That way you can put the whole package together. You could even start working on your house plan before you pick the lot as long as you have a basic idea of what you want in your home. Um, or, or what you want out of your lot, you can start, you know, getting that together. And so when you put the home or put the land under contract, you can put that as part of the entire package in your financing package. So you don't have to come out of pocket for the land. It can be part of your whole loan package, right? So let's talk about the most expensive lot in Albuquerque that has sold lately. I'm familiar with that lot. So this particular lot we sold to somebody and it was probably the highest price then mm-hmm. in 2016. Spectacular lot. It's, it it's is. Uh, at the tr- end of the road. Is it for sale right trail now? Had it closed. It uh, is in high desert. It just closed in July, right? Yep. July 9th. So a month ago. Yep. Sold for 835000 it's 1.3, was it? 1. Uh, 1.69 mm-hmm. acres. Mm-hmm. At the very end of Quaking Aspen in High Desert, and it was like this big, beautiful lot right at the foothills in the National Forest. Yeah. So the the home that somebody is going to put on that lot when they're paying 835 for the lot, yep. it's going to be a crazy beautiful home, don't you think? Well, in, in that lot is probably the... I've, I'm intimate with that lot. I've, I've walked it many times. It is by far the nicest lot in Albuquerque. It's at the very top of, you know, high desert, backs up to the national forest and the, the trails that, that go into the national forest. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of sits up high, so it's got views all around. You know, somebody, a, can, somebody can build a true three, four million dollar showplace house and on that lot. And it had a very large building envelope, which is a whole different topic that we could talk about. But it had a build, building envelope, which all of the homes or all the land in High Desert has, right? Yeah. The, the the state lots, so to speak. They have an area where you can build, and it was all designed very uh, engineered so that you don't impede other people's views. Well, there's and no fencing between lot no lines. Fencing. Everything kind of blends together, and it's to keep with the, the, the natural feeling of high desert. It's, uh, I mean, those estate lots in, in high desert are, are really special, and they're very, you know, it's a it's really great community if you've not seen it. And, and it's basically the, the, well, not basically, it is the area um, uh, to the east, basically the whole eastern boundary of the high desert community. So what's interesting about that is it was on the market for about 125 days, mm-hmm. which is not too long for a lot selling for 835000 nope, nope. The next highest was also in high desert on Pino Ridge, and it sold for four seventy five. dollars yep. um, And that was only on the market for 27 days, and it was uh, just over an acre. So um, interesting. And, and then, you know, the cheapest, it, it's, you know, those lots that they are um, – <laughs> okay, and the cheapest, 1950 right, in uh, 
the northwest sector of Albuquerque, which is an interesting area. The it's ten acres northwest. So anyway, well, it was great chatting again this <laughs> yeah, beautiful Saturday so, morning. So so we lost our connection with Eddie. He just called me to tell tell me it's like oh uh, yeah you guys can just you know finish finish whenever you're done. We went over a little bit longer than we normally do, but you know it's interesting, Trace. We got in this whole land conversation because we've done a lot of land deals over the years. You kind of have a passion for doing vacant land, mm-hmm. and so if anybody's interested in in you know doing this, obviously there's there's a lot of there's some renewed demand for vacant land. People thinking about building. So if you're thinking about doing that, give us a shout. That's right. Always happy to talk real estate. We can just keep talking on and, and on and on. We just keep going and going like and going. Our, our morning coffee together. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, this is have a um, great day. Venturi Realty Group, Keller Williams Realty here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You can reach us at our uh, team line at 505-448-8888 and our website, uh, welcomehomeabq.com. Thanks for watching. Save upload, huh? So, yeah, I'm like...